Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Back straight quarter, 28.5. It's turn it up in front. Margin is ahead. Copy that is boring down on him quickly. Dropping into third now, King of Swing. Crunch time fourth. Deeper, Rock and Marty. It's copy that on the outside. Copy that, racing to turn it up. Crunch time third. King of Swing deeper. Copy that on the outside. Puts away. Turn it up. King of Swing down the outside with Rock and Marty. Copy that just in front. King of Swing. Rock and Marty. What a finish. What a finish. Who gets it? Is it King of Swing or copy that? It's yeah, well, copy that. Ended up getting the photo. Chris Barsby is with a Sunshine Sprint, of course, during the winter. Good morning, Chris. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. And he goes around on the weekend. Will he be a short price favourite? I think he will be. I think he has to be, given that uh, he's got the right credentials. New Zealand Cup winner since he came across for our winter carnival. Uh, had a workout last uh, Saturday morning. By all the reports, that workout was really good. He was due to fly in from Auckland to Melbourne yesterday, where he'll link up with Chris Venozio, who takes the drive. So the first time Chris is going to sit behind... Now how did that come that about, race. him driving that horse? Uh, Merv Butterworth has horses with Chris Venozio okay. in Victoria. So it was just one of those uh, natural progressions, given that with all the COVID dramas, it was just going to be a lot easier just to find a local driver. So Chris Venozio is obviously trusted by Mervyn and Meg Butterworth. They sponsor the Cranbourne Cup. And I think this is the first time in about 10 years that they've had a runner in the Cranbourne Cup. So it's going to be a special moment. They may have to present the trophy to themselves there on Saturday night because he looks the horse to beat. The other key race on the weekend, Steve, tomorrow night, and I'm going to be fascinated to talk with Jared Daffy from TAB tomorrow because I think there's going to be some fairly significant changes with this market. They've gone up with Wild West as the favourite, which I find a little surprising. Yes, he's got the inside gate, which is a big, big plus, but I'm not certain that he'll he'll run the favourite by jump time tomorrow night. Just back to copy that dollar eighty for the Cram and Cup, a dollar eighty for twenty General Dodge. So, which horse do you think will start favourite in the Perth race? Yeah. Uh, well, 215 Wild West, I think, is very, very skinny. Mm-hmm. The fact that Junior's electing to drive Chicago Bull 420, Magnificent Storm 390, he's going to be fitter after that first up defeat. So I wouldn't be surprised if Magnificent Storm ends up running the favourite for that feature tomorrow night Seems in the a crazy price for a damn good horse. I know he's beaten last week, yeah. but he was first up. An interesting Matty Young sort of said he didn't trial the best, did he, um, leaning into mm-hmm. that race? Yeah. Just yeah. watching that replay of co- copy that, Chris, in the Sunshine Sprint, the race you called there, uh, you're just watching it again, you realise how good King of Swing was that night in, in, in defeat. And uh, I think we've got one of the part owners joining us. Yeah, Mark Congdon's been kind enough to join us this morning just to give us the update on the King of Swing uh, uh, trails from the Inter Dominion over the past couple of weeks. And he's uh, online with us now. Mark, good morning. Good morning, Chris. How are you? Very well. Very well. What's the wash up? Since the uh, since the uh, the final was run and won there on on the weekend. Uh, well, they've only just got me out of the pub, so I was drowning my sorrows for a while. But uh, now he's pulled up trip. He's uh, yeah, he's put up really well. And just bottom line, the barrier draws the last few starts have just absolutely killed. It's not not taking anything away from the uh, from the winner, Chris, because that the, the, the blokes that did the job on that horse, you know, unbelievable. And um, I think. 
David Moran may be kicking himself a little bit for um, cutting the ribbons on the corner, but uh, this, it all gets down to microseconds this game, and yeah, you've got to forgive guys for making a little error every now and again, I suppose. Yeah. But Mark, for us, um, no point up good. Yeah, Mark, it's Steve. I heard Chris Barsby mention, he made a good point earlier this week that all those horses that featured on the pegs featured in the, in the finish there. I mean, it's not an easy track to come around them there as Manangle when they're running time. No, it's not. When you look at the last sectionals, they turned it in really into a mile sprint. And um, by the time that uh, you, um, Luke sort of got him up there, it was, it was a long way back. And I couldn't understand that, but obviously Luke had a, you know, had a reason. But uh, they were just rolling along and just minor, just under 30s in front. And it was always going to be a sprint. And when you're looking at coming home in 25-8, yeah, he did a helicopter. It was a big run running where he, you know, where he finished. So just uh, one of those races that, get first to the front, just walk and sprint home. And then and luckily um, uh, David Moran just got, got done in, a, um, in the protest, you know. Were you surprised that he sat for so long early, um, Luke McCarthy with King of Swing? Did you expect him to go pretty much as soon as the dust settled after that early burn? Well, that's his normal uh, operation, Chris, is just to, to take off and go around and sit outside. But you know, I was a bit uh, perspective as to why he would do that. Um, I was So I was chatting to Glenn Moore about it, and I think really what it was is he, he was just going to go crew. You know, once he got, there's obviously a plan there. Once he got to the front, take your time to come around and, and do whatever you've got to do. Um, but it took him an awful lot of time, and... and you just threw away the first 1,600 metres. It was all over. I, you know, I, I text you, it was all over in the first um, 800 metres, really. Yeah. That's it. So, I, yeah, I a little bit, little bit surprised, yeah. I think he just... Yeah. I think he just... I, Chris, to be honest with you, I think he just mistimed it, really. And you, and you can do that. You know, Junior does it. Everybody does it, you know. It's just... Anthony Butt does it. It's just one of those things. And, and it's on a big race, but he, he's pulled up terrific. There's nothing wrong with him. And... Uh, got to put it down and say, move on, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'll be the first to admit, I read the race wrong. I thought at some point he would just charge around and, and try and muscle his way to the lead at some point, and they'd be one, two, those two horses, King of Swing, Expensive Ego, and it'd become a sprint up the home straight and who'd come out on top. Well, that was uh, that was there to be seen, but it, it didn't go any way like the way I sort of shaped the race, but uh, that's the way it goes, and as you said, yep. we move on. And, uh, yeah, yep. yep. Well, Chris, I think the owners of Expensive Ego deserve their horses every chance to win the race, and it's a, it's a McCarthy sure. stable, mate. So bottom line is um, he just gave Expensive Ego every opportunity to uh, to win the race. And, and you know, uh, basically just I would just say just mistimed the first uh, 800 metres. Of course, your horse had a great battle, didn't he, in the heat leading into the final with the winner? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he went super, and uh, it, you know all those runs were just absolutely super. He, uh, it just the barrier draws coming from the back when you if you look at the the last three or four races have been horrendous, just horrendous. You know you just can't give those horses um, an inch on, uh, especially in tracks like Bendigo where they've got massive cambers. Uh, Bathurst has got the flat spot out wide, and and also Manangle to an extent. You know it's just. Um, you just can't give them an inch. It's the, there's seconds between, you know, winning and losing. So, but he, he went terrific in the heats and uh, broke the track record. And, and he, you know, the horses are yeah, superstar. So. This is a hypothetical one. If it was a normal sort of mobile start configuration, an angle, would have it been mm. different if they were all starting off the front rather than that six and six configuration like we had last week with the final? Would have it been different? 
Oh, so I think he would have gone straight to the front. I think he just uh, the leader would have handed up and he would have gone straight to the front. And whoever leads just wins that race. You know, he gets out just as fast as uh, expensive ego. And expensive ego, if you watch it on slow-mo on replay, you can actually see he's still not gating really well for the first 800 metres, that horse. And he's always done that. He's, he just needs a bit of balancing. And I, I think that's maturity. Uh, he's come a long way. He's only a four-year-old. But, I, you know, if we'd have drawn the front line, I think we'd just won. But it doesn't matter. It just got to, you know, it is what it is. And, and we push on. Yep. As it turns out, you finished fifth and you were the only, or you're the first horse home that actually had to do some work rather than just sitting on the peg line there. I think the first four horses home in front of you all just sat on the on the fence. So he's done a pretty big job considering, um, you know, yeah. those things there with the with the, the way that race played out, the barrier draw, all those things are being considered. Oh, Chris, look at the last 800 metres on a clock. You know, he, he, he couldn't beat the horse in front. Those sectionals, you can't beat him. You can't, you can't, the horse running... 25-8 coming, you know, and then in full steam up the straight, you can't give those horses three or four lengths and beat them. It's impossible. So mm. he just on just on the clock, he just you know, no, no horse could have done that. So it, you know, um, just credits to expensive ego and and, and um, congratulations to the winner who went terrific. You know, really, really went terrific. It, it came from nowhere and uh, really proud of those two mm. boys. Did a great job, especially that young driver. Yeah, Mark, you've had a lot of ups and downs with this horse this year, haven't you? I mean, he was, as you said, he was brilliant in the heats. You just told us what happened in the final there. And Queensland, you know, it was yeah. a bit of a hard watch, those races there as well, wasn't it? So it's been a bit of a roller coaster this year with the horse. Yeah, it's spoiled lollies and chocolates, you know. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he would have won up your way, but he got poleaxed by, uh, by Anthony Button. You know, Anthony didn't feel that when he went into the stewards room. He just pleaded guilty. So I thought he got off pretty light, but he, you know, he got his leg smashed there. And then Bendigo, he had looked like, you know, he's he due the back line. It's just nearly impossible to win from the back line. So we, we're asking a lot a lot of the horse to, uh, you know, as owners, trainers, drivers in the industry, for that horse, our horse to actually win those events, drawing those back line draws. So he's got so close. Just shows you how, the depth of the horse. And, uh, you know, he's a superstar. Don't worry, don't worry about that. Any horse that wins... Um, back-to-back in the grand circuit and goes in the record books for those other horses that Chris put in his editorial. He's right up there, you know, right up there with the best. Well, that's the uh, the shining light uh, out of the end of the million. The grand circuit season is done for 2021. You've come out on top, and as you said, back-to-back titles now for King of Swing. One other thing that's been of interest this week, the future for King of Swing. It's been reported that the Hunter Cup, Miracle Mile would basically be it for, for King of Swing going into next year. We spoke with Luke last week. He sort of threw out Queensland could be the swan song for King of Swing. Has there been any sort of confirmation on which way you're going there with uh, with his future? Uh, we had, um, I had chat to Glenn Moore. You know, I just really want to keep him going to stay in front of Chicago Bull because for God's sake, he won't retire that champion. We're only a hundred thousand dollars in front of him on stake money to King of Swing, and um, you know every uh, every chance I get, you know that Chris, to try and stick it up plan. But uh, yeah. he's, he's racing here on Friday. Um, that answer to be serious to answer your question, I think he's going to have one run before the Hunter Cup, uh, then go to the Miracle Mile, and and I really want him to finish in Queensland. I really, really do. Um, so that's what I'm sort of pushing for. But it's up to the other owners. The he will go to stud that year. This, these are his last runs coming up. And then, uh, you know, he'll, he'll go to stud because if you, you look at his bloodlines, he's a magnificently bred horse and he, and he matches 1,000% with better delight mares. So 
um, not many out there, you know, guys like Lockenbar Art or any of the other horses don't get anywhere near him on a match. Um, his bloodlines are just superb. So that that's the target. But to, uh, yeah, you know, my answer short. I want him to finish on the Blacks of Faith. Um, but, you know, it's up to, really up to Beth Richardson and John Richardson, what they want to do. Um, re- John's re- a Queenslander, he's over there. You realise you're getting Chris Barsby's blood pressure up. Uh, he'd fantasise <laughs> about calling King of Swing's last ever race started at the creek, wouldn't you, Chris? I called him the Mighty Quinn, so I'd love to do King of Swing as well. <laughs> yeah, I know that. No, I think, you know, I'd love him too. He's, he's, he's got some, um, some business to finish up there. And uh, we'll, we'll chat about it. You know, I know Luke's pretty... Um, I think it's really to do with preparing him for the stud season coming up um, and timing and issues like that. If Luke can get him ready for the stud season, yeah, no problem at all. Uh, but he is a he's seven this year, I think, coming up to the season, and um, he's about ready, prime ready for the stud season. You know, if you want to get a good 10 years out of the stallion, uh, although better's delight still going, um, you can sort of uh, work on seven or eight-year-olds, yeah. But he will have, it'll either be three, Chris. It'll be one start before the Hunter Cup, the Hunter Cup, Miracle Mile, then finish, or it'll be, as I said, one extra going into um, into Queensland. All right. Well, I'll leave that with you. You can do that negotiating with your other co-owners there with King of Swing, and hopefully we can see... I'm, push, I'm pushing for the club, year. Chris. <laughs> I'm yeah, well, pushing for the club, you know? Yeah, <laughs> you know, absolutely. They've, got a great, they've done a great job, and, and you compare the professionalism of the way that Queensland... Uh, Ran their carnival, and and you look at the other um, the states that ran there. Not blowing smoke up your butt, but it, it was just chalk and cheese. Absolutely chalk and cheese. You know, the way it was presented, the way it was run, and good on you. And I hope we're going forward that you guys actually get into the minute. We're great. Yeah, well, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Appreciate the kind words. Have a great Christmas, and we'll be in touch. No drama. I'll let me know if there's any changes. Stay mm. safe, boys. Just before we let you go, what would he stand for at start? A horse like him. Oh, uh, Luke's tossing around figures of ten thousand, sir. Mm-hmm. That's what he's that's what he's saying. Um, he's his book would be a book of about one hundred and fifty, and Australia at about a hundred in New Zealand. That's that's sort of what he's looking at. But he will he will definitely stand at Comedy Lodge with Luke. That's absolutely guaranteed. All right, Luke's, so Luke's, Luke's earned that to, to look after that horse. He's definitely in that position, so we've guaranteed that for sure. Okay, so I'm just uh, I'm just working this out. So you said maybe ten thousand fee. Yep. Times one hundred and fifty mares. Uh, two hundred and fifty because you've got a hundred in New Zealand. Yeah. Oh, okay. Two fifty. So two fifty. We times it. Two point yeah. five yep. mil. Does that sound nice? Yep. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what they're saying over ten years. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be able to buy you a beer on that one, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Asahi, I hope. Yeah. Yeah, I look forward to it. I look forward to it. Thanks, I'll Mark. let you know Thanks, how Mark. we go. I'll keep, I'll keep pushing, boys. See you later. Excellent. Mark Congerton. Mark Congerton. So, our next guest, that would have been music to his ears. Yeah, Scotty really? Steele. He, he yeah, fired up. He'd be fired up here and there. Uh, be a nice way to uh, put on a party at Albion Park next year. Blacks at fake night. Final ever race. So, what are the dates for these, Chris? He's talking about one run into the Hunter Cup. What time frame would that be then? The Hunter Cup, I think, comes up in the first weekend of February. Right. So he's looking at late January, early February for those races, and then I think the uh, the Miracle Mile is the first weekend in March. Okay. So they're about a month apart, and then he can freshen him up and get him ready for Queensland, hopefully, because we roll around in July. Excellent. But Luke did say last week he'd like to end him here in Queensland. So 
is hoping that we can get a bit of a, a movement going with the rest of the owners, and um, that'll be it. Finish him up here in mm. Queensland. Scott's to just drive them mad with phone calls and stuff. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Good morning, Scott. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Yes, and that is music to my ears. And uh, I can nearly guarantee, uh, I'm 85% sure, the King will finish his uh, racing career in um, next winter carnival here in Queensland. So uh, we've already been doing a bit of work on them, and uh, i got a fair idea that's where his swan song will be. And we'll send him off for the real big bang, I can assure you. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So King of Swing to finish up here in Queensland during our carnival next year. So uh, just your thoughts on the end of Dominion just from last weekend, Scott? Right yeah, result, look, progress-wise? Uh, oh, I think the right result in the protest. Um, uh, listening, I think it was great to get the cameras inside the stewards room. I think that gave uh, listeners and viewers just another perspective, and uh, I thought it was fantastic. Um, yeah, right result. Uh, no one wants to win an Inter-Dominion like that or lose one like that, but uh, I think um, 98% of the, the industry and punters agree that the right decision was made. It was great to see Jason Jimson get his first Inter-Dominion, so, yeah, nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. Well, that's done and dusted. We've got a big night coming up this Saturday night. It actually almost wraps up the, the summer carnival. We've got a big night at Reckliffe next Wednesday night, but as far as the Albion Park Club is concerned, this is your final big night of the summer carnival, and you've put on a cracker. It, it's a really strong meeting, really hard. What, what, a, what a terrific uh, night's racing. Yes, I was just um, going to there to try and find a few tips for the weekend, and uh, there'll be a few hours of form uh, study going because there's no givens there Saturday night. It'll be great racing, especially the Christmas Cup. Um, does Shane Graham hold a lead? Does he hand up? Who's he hand up to? So a lot of questions will be answered after about 300 metres in that race. Mm, and Governor Jujong steps out against the big boys for the first time too, and he was just brilliant last Saturday night. Yeah, great to see Trista Dixon uh, taking the drive there, and uh, yeah, I've no doubt um, she'll press forward, and uh, yes, we'll uh, instantly see how, uh, how the tactics play out, but uh, yes, I'd love to see the Governor have a win, that's for sure. Well, I've got to be honest, I was surprised. I thought for sure, when I looked at that field at the start of the week, that Trista would be driving Cole 31 and Grant would be driving Governor Jujon, but it's the uh, the opposite to the way I was thinking. But uh, I'm sure they'll give it a good crack. Yeah, it was, and I suppose just looking at the form, Governor is going a lot better than Colt 31. And um, I suppose, uh, you never know, it could be the Colt's last drive, last race start in Queensland. So I'm sure Grant would want to be on him for that. So we'll wait to hear from the owners and trainers as to how long the Colt will keep going. Okay. Uh, the other reason I wanted to get you on, uh, we're approaching 2022. Uh, just looking back at 2021, really successful in, in so many areas, a lot of new sponsors, and looking ahead to 2022, I'm sure the club is set to roll out a, a number of new sponsors for the new year. Yeah, absolutely, Chris. And um, I've got to uh, give credit to Kate Butt since joining the team. She has certainly brought on um, some new sponsors to the industry and certainly Albion Park. And uh, we've actually got a couple of new ones that have uh, just recently come on Pelican Waters Resort uh, up there at Pelican Waters on the way up the coast. They've just come on as our mile rate sponsor. It'll be a press release going on about that uh, shortly. Very lucrative uh, deal for the club. And, and what makes it even better, I've got Ashley Perks who's actually a harness racing man too. He goes up and gives uh, Terry Hancock a hand. The whole family are here on Tuesday to watch the trotters go around. It's a family business then, hands-on, and it's great to have those people associated with our brand here at the Creek. So um, I think that's going to be a long, healthy relationship there. And um, also we've got PSP, our um, 
Vision Supplier. They've come on board too to help uh, out with the Trotters bonus race too. So uh, the last Saturday of the month, Chris, is going to be fantastic in 2022, I can assure you. Okay, that's good news. Just the bonus bonanza. There's been a bit of talk about the Albion Park bonus bonanza. Can you just expand on that? So it's going to be the last Saturday of each month, Chris. We're going to... Um, two aspects of it. We obviously want to put money and cash and coin back into participants' pockets. So there's over $4,500 worth of cash and coin for four different types of bonus races. We're going to have entertainment in the creek bar going till late. We're going to create a social atmosphere. We're going to invite the owners in, buy them a drink and give them a feed. So we're just going to start working on every Saturday, one Saturday a month and make two. We're just going to make different theme nights moving forward. So on that last... Um, Saturday in each month. There's obviously a members race where if you're a member of the creek, you get uh, a $200 bonus, cash bonus to if you're the trainer, driver or owner. We've got uh, the ultimate tools that we keep in, have been running. Obviously, is a $500 ultimate tools voucher plus 250 cash to both the driver and trainer. And the two new ones, the Garrard's Mighty Mare one, Changeover. So the mares races during the week, during the month, Chris, will come out a points uh, tally. Whoever's scored the most points for the certain for that particular month, they get a the owner gets a free service to changeover, and the trainer gets a two hundred and fifty dollar cash bonus as well. So and then onto the trotters, we can't leave the trotters out. Our fastest growing uh, uh, gate. Um, they'll also be Kate Butt will be chasing up for members there, and they'll be racing for a seven hundred and fifty dollar bonus to the uh, owner and a two hundred and fifty bonus to the trainer. So. As I said, about $4,500 worth of cash and coin bonuses coming up the last Saturday of every race meeting here at the Creek. Okay, that sounds exciting. And and speaking of those theme nights, with Pete McMullen bringing up that uh, milestone moment last week at the Creek, 300 wins for the season. He's got a big night coming up. How good, yes. Uh, so I can announce that the 1st of January, we'll be uh, putting on uh, Pete's party, we're going to call it. So uh, we'll be cooking uh, 300 um, burgers. Uh, um, Nutrient Fantastic Sponsors have come on board and produced those. So they're uh, 100-day-old grain-fed uh, rib fillets. So they'll be all going aboard. We're going to have uh, entertainment. We're going to have uh, party, balloons, cake, you name it. It's going to happen. So it's something we really should celebrate too. The achievement is, is outstanding to break 300. And, and where will he finish? Will it be 311? Will it be 320? There's obviously a competition going there that the... Uh, Turpink Mullen Stable have also put up a cash bonus for through our socials. So uh, there's plenty of interest around it and a lot of people following Pete to see where that magic number finishes. Yeah, great start. Scott, really appreciate the time. We'll see you tracks on the weekend. We'll look to see you then, Chris, and look out for Santa. I think he might be there Saturday night. Yeah, that's the mail. Scott Steele's talking. It's just with the expensive ego, Chris, before Brittany joins us. What's, what's that, that horse's program at this stage look like for next year? I'm led to believe the Hunter Cup is not on his radar. Okay. So they're probably going to look at the Miracle Mile, which just gives him that extra month. Being a, a four-year-old, he's had a pretty big season. Uh, he's contested a lot of those Grand Circuit races. So I'm hearing that uh, the Hunter Cup's not part of the early uh, plan for Expensive Ego for 2022. So they'll be looking at uh, the Miracle Mile. And I dare say Queensland's going to be high on his radar oh, right. So as if well. King of Swing doesn't make the trip, at least he'll be a big name like him would be here, Chris, for the carnival. Yeah. I, I think you'll find that we'll have a lot of big names. I think... Yeah. The, the, the big stable from New Zealand, they've already earmarked Queensland as well. So I think it's going to be a really strong uh, winter carnival again okay. next year. Brittany Graham's with us. Britt, good morning. Morning, Chris. How are you? Really well. Take us back to last Saturday night. Your thoughts, uh, the verdict, uh, how it all played out. What was your summation? 
pretty dramatic, wasn't it? I mean, um, it was so interesting to be on course for a start. Uh, the crowd was excellent there. So it was great to uh, be on course to see all of those people at the track again. It's something that we haven't seen much of over the last 18 months or so, and they seem to really be enjoying themselves. And then uh, the Trotters was always going to, well, looked on paper to be the most open of the races. But once Mary Law found his way to the front, it was pretty well game, set, match. And also Pink Galar's not doing it all right at the start, probably put her chances to bed as well. But uh, that pace is final. I, it was interesting because I always thought that Bontel Benjamin would be first to the fence, as did probably most people. Uh, but then it was just about what Josh Gallagher did thereafter, whether there was some talk that he was going to hold the lead. It was fairly obvious uh, not long after the start that that wasn't going to be the case. But um, it was still an the drama aside and what transpired, it was still an incredible performance from Bonsell Benjamin, considering the sectionals that they ran, 26-9, 25-8 home, for him to be checked and, and still get as close as he did. So there was no doubt in my mind after looking at the film that should have been the eventual result, that he should have won the race. But um, in the end, I think it was a fairly simple fact that was there a run established or not? Yes, there was, and therefore, if that interference hadn't occurred, he would have won the race. But um, it was some very unexpected drama. To be honest, though, probably what the race needed because it made the night for mine. The only yeah, thing is, what, it would have been better if it was a 6-4 to four chance, not a 50-1 to one out. <laughs> Well, again, I tipped expensive ego. So um, even with that in mind, I, I still thought the result was the right result. Mm. Um the tactics of, of King of Swing, and, you know, I know I got it wrong. I got it hopelessly wrong as far as that race was going to play out. We spoke with Mark Congdon just moments ago. Did did he sort of leave it too late or was he just resigned to the fact that once Expensive, uh, expensive Ego was in front, it was almost mission impossible? I, I think, and leading into the race, I didn't think that one horse could sit outside of the other and beat them. So once Expensive Ego got away from the fence so quickly, uh, it was going to take a Herculean effort for King of Swing to not only stick with him, but to beat him. They've still rolled along the last mile, 29.6, 29.3. They've gradually increased the pressure, but I haven't heard um, anything out of the camp since that performance from King of Swing, but he just looked to overdo it again, again, to my eye. I know that he got quite keen at Newcastle, but that was 2,030 metres, so he could get away with it. But you could just see he got that nice track into the contest uh, on the back of Spirit of St. Louis. But once he got up outside the leader when they passed the winning post with the lap to go, you just saw him put his head right down on his chest and nearly in between his front legs. I think he just wanted to, to really go quicker than he was allowed to for obvious reasons. So I don't think he helped himself, King of Swing, there. But how hard is it? We wouldn't see, or we would very rarely see, a thoroughbred in, in the same season win a miracle mile or win a, a mile feature and then come out and then win a, a 3,000-metre staying contest. It's a big ask for them. And I, I think that King of Swing was just probably not in the frame of mind to go 3,000 metres. But that's just from, from viewing it um, myself. I, I think he probably overdid it a little bit. OK. Now, the future, we asked Mark Congdon, your man, uh, Gareth Hall, your co-host uh, on uh, in the gig. He's come out and said that it'll be the Hunter Cup Miracle Mile. That's it. 
Queensland is very much still an option. So you need to be working hard and campaigning to see King of Swing end his career during our carnival next year. Well, it's the obvious, isn't it, Chris? I'm not sure how yeah. much campaigning we have to do. Surely he has to come up. He's already won a Black for Fag. The breeding season doesn't start until September 1. What's he going to do between March and September? Uh, it, it's Exactly. I think it's just the obvious. Mm, I agree. I agree. But we can still campaign just to make sure it's ironclad. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll do anything. Yeah. Yep, correct, correct. So we look forward to seeing him next year. We'll, we'll start spruiking it now. Uh, no doubt you've pulled over the form. So what's the best bet this weekend? Looking back at Albion Park on Saturday night, looking forward to seeing a few of these uh, feature races again. And I just thought later on in the card, race seven, number one Italian lad look, looks a, a pretty good thing on the on the uh, latter half of that 10 racer. He's just had been luckless when it comes to barrier draws of late. And he's not racing badly. 2,100 metres, I don't think will hurt him. The ace gate, he's got good gate speed. And in a smaller field, I think he could get away with it. So race seven, number one Italian lad, for me, is my best of the weekend. Okay, race seven, number one. And just on that card, the Christmas Cup for the Pacers and the Members Cup, they're hard races, aren't they? Well, the Members Cup, I'm still trying to get through as we speak. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a tricky one. And in the Christmas Cup, I've gone wide. I'm tipping Clint will do. Yeah, I gave him a chance. He's finally landed a gate, so I, I don't think he'll be far away. The distance won't be a problem, so he's in the mix. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's my probably main thought process is the distance. He loves the trip. He's won a Redcliffe Cup, and, and he seems to always love those dang trip races. The gate is a big plus, and he loves uh, being tucked away on the fence there. And, uh, yeah, I just thought, I think last time I looked, he was $34, so that seems over the odds for mine. Yep, I agree. There's some value there for sure and certain. Brittany, really appreciate the time as per normal. Enjoy the weekend. We'll chat next week. Thanks, Chris. There's Brittany Graham from Sky Racing joining us. Let's go to the the West. Let's get all the good oil. There's plenty happening over there. This man will also start the campaign for us as well. Make sure King of Swing ends his career in Brisbane next year. Matty Young, good morning. Good morning to you, boys. Seems obvious. Uh, if they're going to retire him next year, you may as well go out in Brisbane next year. Yeah, it sounds like a great idea. Um, yeah. That's pretty. That's how, that's how I'm the mighty Quinn finished his career, so why not finish in the sunshine? Yeah, exactly. Steve? Matt, uh, Magnificent Storm, you sort of told us, in your opinion, you would have liked to have seen him trial a little bit better leading into that race where he started short last Friday night. He worked his way around into the death seat. What was your assessment of it, and can he bounce back tomorrow night? He can bounce back. It's a pretty tough draw and over the mile. Uh, and no doubt a discussion point that we'll talk about going forward is the depth of this race coming up uh, tomorrow night. But I thought his run had plenty of merits. Um, he had he all but crossed at the start. If he led, he wins. It unfortunately couldn't get across. And then he takes some cover after a quick lead time. And then Junior just pretty much boxed him. Uh, 32-1 first quarter and then moved around to the breeze again. As soon as he went to take off, Junior just took off. So it was just uh, nearly statistically impossible for him to be able to win uh, on times last week with uh, the way Junior drove the race. So it made things pretty tough for him. But still, I don't think that was the best magnificent storm we can see. So, um, yeah, look, his, his trials were good, but we've come to expect something pretty special from Magnificent Storm in previous campaigns and 
I just thought he might have been a touch below that uh, level. And I thought his run on Friday was very good. He's a horse that does take a few runs to get back to his absolute best. So I think he'll run another good race tomorrow night. I think they might drive him a little bit more carefully because he had a really hard run last Friday. Um, and ultimately the grand final's coming up in the end of Jan, early Feb. So, yeah, I think he's going fine. Uh, it's just it's just getting harder, I guess. So what's going to win the race? Why was his favourite, Matt, 2.15? Will he start the favourite come jump time? Well, yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm a little concerned about him leading. I'm, I'm, if he leads, he's a very hard horse to beat, but I thought there was enough speed and depth in the race that he could be challenged pretty strongly for the front and if he got crossed like I wouldn't want to be taking that price about him put it that way like um, I know that he's had things uh, go against him in previous runs but over the mile and you've got six or seven horses charging at you at the start and he's he's not the greatest horse on a bend I think um, yeah I thought it was a real risk of getting crossed and even if he didn't get crossed that first quarter could be blistering tomorrow night. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't be taking the short odds to him in that race. Mm. It, it's a hard race, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I've been dreading this phone call since I've seen the uh, Tuesday fields come out. I did the form yesterday on the race, and I thought, oh, I just don't know who to, who to go with. It's uh, like Bullies drawn eight and Magnificent Storms nine. It's a yeah, it's a really tough race. Um, so many different ways the race can be run, and um, and so many horses that are either returning or they're second up. So there's horses that are just going to sharply improve or need the run, and yeah, it's, it's really tough. It's uh, almost like a thoroughbred race. Matt, with Chicago Bull, we know he hasn't won for a while now, um, and he's had some problems, ups and downs, and whatever. But has he been at the trials? Tell me about his trials, or when you we. we he hasn't been to trials. Okay. He's just going straight into a race. Um, word from the camp, he's very strong that he's going pretty good. So um, I'd expect him to run a pretty good race tomorrow. But being away from the scene for a fair while, he's probably going to need this run tomorrow. And then uh, we run into the draw and the mile and everything like that. I think he'll he'll be one of those horses that I mentioned before that will benefit greatly from this run tomorrow night and ultimately uh, it's a race and there's money involved but a lot of these people that are in this race are going to be looking towards the end of Jan, early Feb and making sure that their uh, preparations are on track rather than trying to just win this race tomorrow night. Yeah, that's the way I think it looks as well. I think they're they're happy, hence why they're going straight to the races with him but uh, whatever he does is that, you know, really good opportunity that he can springboard into those features that are just around the corner. So um, he's not going to make the numbers, just, that's for sure. I'll just butt in just quickly there. Gary Hall Jr. had the option to drive so many good horses in the race and he chose Bully. Yeah. So uh, no one else drives Bully on the track. So I think that's a good indicator that Junior's happy with Bully. And, um, yeah, so I think whatever he does tomorrow night, he'll improve on. He can definitely win tomorrow night without surprising because... You don't win $2.3 million in prize money without having the ability to surprise. So, yeah, it's going to be a cracking race. That's that's for just your normal standalone free-for-all. Uh, it's, it's truly amazing, and it's really exciting 
we haven't seen this much depth in the free-for-all for a while. We've seen Shockwave, Chicago, Bull, um, Shockwave, Mighty Conqueror, that sort of thing. But depth-wise and barrier draw, this is just going to be such an intriguing race. Yeah, look forward to it. It's a cracking card there tomorrow night. Uh, we've got Brigazzo Max stepping out. You also fine goes around. Um, Jumping Jack Max going around. Major Martini's going around. It's a ripping program. Yeah, Regasso Mac has actually been scratched uh, subsequently since Tuesday when the fields came out. So he didn't clean up his feed apparently uh, on Monday and um, they're just erring on the side of caution after a pretty hard run Monday. So he's been taken out. But yeah, it's uh, still an absolute cracking card. Just uh, for the people that are listening, I've tiptoed around a decision on who I'm tipping in that free-for-all. I'm just going to... <laughs> throw out. I think Minstrel will run a very good race. Uh, I thought his first up run was very good and the draws more than dominant enough to see him potentially go to the breeze and looks pretty pretty um, strong strong chance to be able to win. I thought he was about $6 around that mark when they first opened market so I thought that was more than fair than reasonable price. I remember last preparation when Magnificent Storm and Minstrel clashed. Remember, I remember it well. Minstrel was backed into odds on. Yeah, yeah, I was with the Minstrel on that occasion and Magnificent Storm sat outside him and beat him. So, um, yeah, look, I I liked how Minstrel went first up. They haven't gone... Uh, they went a different route uh, with him. They've just gone straight into a race. He stuck on really well. Uh, I think back to the mile, he's got the draw advantage over Chicago Bull and Magnificent Storm. So I think they can push him forward. And if he stays outside of Wild West after a quick first quarter... Minstrel's a very good horse, so he could be the one that just slips under the radar here for this race. All right, well, 6.50 tomorrow night. What is your absolute best bet tomorrow night? Uh, we see the running of the Group 2 Christmas gift, and I've got um, I've got a scenario bet here. So uh, Typhoon Banner, I think, will want to try and lead, who's drawn one. I think Jumping Jack Mack will go to the breeze and hold the breeze. So, therefore, Finvar is going to be 1-1. One, one. Jumping Jack Mack will put the pressure on Typhoon Banner, put him away at some stage. In the last 250, 300 metres, Finvar will go over the top of Jumping Jack Mack. That's how I think the race will be run. If it's not run that way, then Typhoon Banner potentially hands up to the pressure from Finvar if Finvar leads and wins. So I really like Finvar. Either way, the race is going to be run. He's my best. Race five, number two. Uh, I think the markets are out. I thought he was about $3.80, 390 and I think that's a fantastic price. I think he'll be able to win. There's not much between him and Jumping Jack Mack. Junior's taken a liking to Jumping Jack Mack, but Finbara is lightly raced, and he is very talented. So I'm pretty keen on him in the Christmas gift tomorrow night. Is that Callan Savalco, is it? That is. Yep. It's got 850. 390 is right. Okay. There you go. Betting right now, 390. Bang. We'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> Matty, as per normal, outstanding. Love it. Uh, looking forward to the coverage tomorrow night. We'll be chatting again next week. No worries, boys. Have a good day.